Sure is. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, go, no, I, go, all go, I want go. is a little no like, time. hey, I'm here. Hey, hi. Let's go. Four Steve minutes Helium on the here. clock. Debate. Let's do it. Mike, um, four minutes on the clock. Steve Lee taking the pro. Mike or debate. Mike Myers will make another Austin Powers movie. I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking a pro. Uh, The culture is totally exhausted. We are recycling every kind of IP that can possibly have one or two nickels left in it will be wrung out from Sonic the Hedgehog to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Exactly in the like 90s, like 45-year-old people now, whatever you were interested in in pop culture, you will see again. It will rise again from the dead. And Mike Myers' Austin Powers movies made so much money, and they're remembered with so much fondness, and Mike Myers is still alive and healthy. So there's absolutely no question that his people have suggested it, movie studios have suggested it, he's thought about it. His career lately has not been exploding, I wouldn't say. Maybe that's a choice, I don't know. I don't uh, keep up with Mike Myers, but he hasn't been having mega hits and the opportunity to have a mega hit is such a meatball sitting out there that he is going to go and get it. If forces beyond his control will go and get it. He may not even control the character. I don't know. But there will be another one. We'll see it again uh, for sure. <laughs> what do you mean that he may not control the character? That I want to hear more about. You I don't think know. That, like, they can... Maybe it's owned by like Universal or something at this point in some complicated oh, okay. well, deal. I, you the know, way like, David Crosby doesn't know his okay. music. Yeah, I don't know. If you know right. about that, okay. I'd love to so, hear it introduced into the debate. Uh, well, it's possible that it's not, um, but that he doesn't own it. And it's very possible that they would, like, make Austin Powers with another actor. I could see that happening. I could see yeah. that being, He'll be like, an executive producer, so Michael Myers will make another Austin Powers movie. I don't think that I, – I, I don't think that's what we're talking about when we talk about him. We're talking oh, about, come okay. on, putting on the Austin Powers suit. Come on. You know what we're talking about, the fake teeth going on. Look, if he – Maybe he'll play his own grandfather or something because he won't be able to resist. He may not play Austin Powers. I'm not marrying myself to that, and I don't think that's in the definition of the topic. If Mike Myers was going to make another Austin Powers movie, he would have made it by now. A lot of time has passed since the last one. He knows he's only getting older. He's tried a number of things since the lost since the last Austin Powers movie. It's very clear that he has pivoted away from crazy character-driven comedies to like eccentric parts in prestige movies like uh uh, uh, what, what what's it called? The Queen movie. Queen movie. Uh, was he? In, he's in Inglorious Bastards, right? And Fifty uh, Four or something that was like thirty years uh-huh. ago. In each of those That's roles, he's... playing an absurd character from the past. So essentially, bringing Michael Meyer, Michael Austin Powers back to life again. Oh well, what illustrates the point more? The fact that he's like, yeah, of course I'm willing to like be. A, I'm willing to play a, a like. A, a silly character from the past, but I'm not going to be Austin Powers. Like he's done it again and again. He clearly just doesn't want to do it. Like he, he risks putting himself out there in a way, in a love guru type way. He knows that that has to be in the back of his head. If I make a, what is it? How many has he made? Three. If I make a fourth Austin Powers movie and it only makes $30 million at the box office, like it will be even worse than, than when I made the love guru and like people still make fun of me for it. I haven't seen the love guru. 
through. I don't know if it's actually good or bad or not, but it certainly was a bomb. And like he know he's got that history. Like he has to put it. It's been put to bed. He can't revisit it or else like it the results could be catastrophic. He doesn't need money. He's made like tens of millions of dollars from mostly Shrek, I think, but also like the Austin Powers movies he did make. There's no incentive for him to make another Austin Powers movie. Or if there is, it's just not enough to outweigh the possible downside of making one and having it be bad, which frankly, given his track record, it's very likely to be. Oh, I, I would request more time actually, if I can. I'm cool with it. I think we should keep it going. Okay, Dave's okay. whole argument. Clock extension. Dave's whole argument hinges on a series of sort of circumstantial speculations and hypotheticals, any one of which is easy to collapse. Uh, but they boil down to basically Michael Myers, or uh, what's his name? Michael Myers. Yeah, Michael Myers is a coward. Dave thinks he's a coward and he's afraid to make another Austin Powers, and that's why he hasn't. But I just, uh, his main point of evidence for that is the love guru, which I think is actually evidence that he's not afraid to put it really far out there and have a flop if that's what happens. I mean, he may not love the experience, but, um, you know, he's a guy who will do what he wants to do, even if it's not something that necessarily is landing with audiences. And the as to whether he has enough money or not, look, we money at some point, first of all, we don't know. He might have spent all his money on World War II figurines or vintage kites or whatever like celebrities spend their money on or a set of divorces or messy lawsuits or something. We don't know or invested it poorly. These things happen all the time. We know that people like money. They very rarely stop making money when they have the opportunity. I think that he is probably just waiting for the spheres to line exactly the way he wants them. And maybe he's working on the script. He probably wants to get it exactly right. Um, and I respect that about him. And I think all of Dave's uh, sort of complicated, this is really a probability debate. Is it likely that it's going to happen? Yes, he will do it again. It's likely it's going to happen. And Dave has a couple scenarios where it might not, but they're just not very plausible. They depend on uh, seeing the worst in people and situations. You know what the real problem is that I just realized? It's been too, like, he's waited too long. Like, the, the kids don't know who Austin Powers is. It's literally been, what, 20 years or something? Like, it's been a generation. You can't wait that long to, to like, reintroduce a character. To You have to keep it going the way, like, Spider-Man does or the way, like, um, Sasha Baron Cohen does his movies. I mean, they're like making, like, a Barbie. Years. Does any, like, nine-year-old play with a Barbie doll? I don't think so. Yeah, of course. I think that we're way yes, past it. It's like an enormous brand. They, yes, they're of just course. Making it's an enormous brand that's revamped itself thing over they can the dust years. Off, they're doing. James Bond, they're still making, and they're still as long as they're still making James, James Bond. James Bond, still another example of a franchise that makes that puts out a movie in in such a way that the audience keeps up its expectations every. Your year. argument is that it hasn't What's been the, the most perfectly managed franchise, and uh, I would say the jury's still out. Let's see what happens. That's when not we see what I'm arguing. I think they did a great. They managed it beautifully in such a way that they don't need to make another one. They they clearly didn't manage it in a way that you would manage a franchise that is designed to go on in perpetuity. That's that's fine. Like, I'm not saying it was mismanaged. I'm just saying, like, don't hold your breath. Like, they haven't, they, they put out one every, I don't know, five years, and they made three of them, or three, I don't know what the chronology of Austin Powers, I'm not that well The timing to be of a pop culture hit doesn't line up with cynics like Dave. It, it's decided by people who just have their finger on the pulse, and they get it exactly cynic? right, and... 
I think Michael Myers has got his finger on the pulse. He knows exactly when he's going to pop it out. If it's not now, then that means he's right, and it's not right to oh, do it now. I mean, but it'll yeah, happen. Okay, so let's. Okay, so I guess we're just going to keep going here. The idea that Mike Myers has his finger on the pulse is the most ludicrous statement of the debate. We're talking about a guy who's been like cloistered from society for decades, who has more money than he knows what to do with, who has continuously. Yeah, how did he get there? How did he get all that on, money? Healy, when he has missed again and again when it was his when he was the voice behind the movie and when he's used not at not as one of his own characters but as a small part in someone else's movie he has a moderate amount of success there is no way that mike myers has his quote unquote missed. Finger we're talking on about one the of the most post. iconic like, guys of like post world war 2 no i'm saying comedy. since then He's, I'm he's, since then if he's waiting to do austin powers cool wait let it gestate i love it but it'll happen I mean, there's no 15 year old in America who wants to see an Austin Powers movie. They'd be they like, what are you talking about? Does it have to be a movie? I forget the topic. Yes, it does have to be a movie, yes. I believe. Okay. And it has to be Austin Powers. And it has uh, could to be, it be a Netflix Myers, movie? Are we counting it. a Netflix movie? I yeah, can we totally kind of, yes, see that. A Christmas movie. special. In fact, oh, my God. But, but now I want to pitch on this. Way, what I want to cancel the debate see, and like get ahead of the news that this is coming but, so I can get but in but on But think it. about that. Healy, think about that given the fact of like how many different ways there are to make movies now. And they, he still hasn't done it. There's more ways. There's more ways. He's waiting for the right way to materialize. Oh, my God. This is so going to happen. And I... What do you mean he's waiting? What's the way that I hope to be a pure like, I'll be a grip on the Healy. Thing. He, Healy, you were like, could he, does a Netflix movie count? He, uh, Netflix movies uh-oh. have been being made for the 12 great years. Now. Fallacy. We imitated the other guy's voice. We know we're done. We know that's oh. it, Dave. I don't think oh. I really went for the rude impression <laughs> on that one, but your point is well taken. But the temptation the was there. there. Yeah. Oh, man. That was fun. That was exciting. Medina. Sure. I thought that was good, yeah. I, I'll tell you, I was I seesawed back and forth, really. Mm, so and did I. So debate. did I. Yeah. I felt my arm, like, pinned against the, uh-huh, the table uh-huh. that I thought I put my I, hat backwards and went over the top at, f- at one point. At four minutes, I really wondered, was, did, was it the right call, Healy, to keep going? Uh, and then I wondered, did actually Dave feel good about that or bad about that? I don't know. I, I think there were a number of lead changes during the second, uh, sort of portion of the debate. Yes. I think you guys would probably agree with me. If my only goal were winning the debate, it probably wasn't a good idea to extend. I thought it was surprisingly fruitful to continue. I thought I was like... Uh, that's, I, mean, I, I thought there of, were fruits. I was looking for fruits. And maybe that's not my job, but I saw that there was an there was fruit, and I wanted to get there. Okay, so my takeaway was this. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That Healy made a convincing case that the uh, sort of like any property of this type is probably going to be rebooted. And whatever. But I thought that Dave made a pretty convincing case that this uh, property in particular and this guy in particular uh, wasn't interested and maybe wasn't the right guy to do it. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure who I side with. Just here's some actual history about it. How's our connection here? We lost your camera, but we can hear you fine. 
Okay, good. Um, I mean, I miss seeing your gorgeous face, but we can. I can't see right. Dave's uh, face, and I can see Healy kind of. And no one can actually see any of us because we don't release a video version of this because it doesn't right. look good anyway. That benefits um, everybody, yeah. I think we should. I think it should be on YouTube because that's just some people listen to their podcasts like they're they're at a computer they put on their YouTube and then they're doing their graphic design or whatever it is they do. Totally. I'd be fine with that uh, if we could figure that out. Uh, okay, so Austin Powers, first Austin Powers came out in 97, then the second one 99, the third one 2002. And that's it. And then a fourth a proposed fourth film has reportedly been in development since 2005. Wow. How much money do you think has been spent on that? Great question. Upwards of $5 million. I was thinking five is the sort of over-under. And a very reasonable investment if you're a studio, I would think, right? Sure. sure. Yeah. Here's an interesting little factoid. Producer on the original or on all three of them, Demi Moore. Huh. What's she do? Wow. I, I don't know why. But, or Demi Moore? Demi Moore. <sighs> Demi. We're in host chat. Maybe <sighs> we'll look into that for a special edition of Great Debates News, the defunct um, email publication of this podcast. Mm. thing has been defunct for a while, huh? Oh, you don't I like know. a good got, GD News. Yeah. There's your top. We'll, that we'll ever do Great Debates News. <laughs> Steve Healy will do Great Debates News again. What do you, what's your honest opinion? Do you think Mike Myers will actually do it? I think we'll see something. I don't know what. We'll see a special... Like, what if Seth Green went to Mike Myers and was like, let me do The Son of Dr. Evil or something. You be in it a little bit. Mm. Something like that. I don't know. That's, that's, to me, what seems the most likely outcome. Because it's just too much potential hanging there for everybody. For Demi. Demi will put it together. To me, that's my question. Yeah, that's they'll get they'll they'll take the they'll take the meeting just to figure that out the answer to that. <laughs> it sounds like the meeting's been taken and it's been sitting around for seventeen it's years. Been a 17 well, that's year what meeting, Dave thinks. I, mean, I think I think seventeen years to get the meeting on the books is nothing for Hollywood. That can happen. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I guess. All right, should we hit another top here? I'm, I'm like, I'm still feeling my blood pumping. From the first <laughs> You're raring to go. Yeah, yeah. I got another sure. entertainment top. Oh, another, it's, is it entertainment? A Weekly TV week? top. Okay. Yeah, ahead. this is EW week. EWW. Um, okay. So I think what's great about this top is that I don't know if you guys are that familiar with the property. Okay. Okay. Uh, by the, the the property, I mean the show. I don't know if that's a term that people use, but I'm trying it out. Um, and so I think this is going to be a fun one. And Steve Healy is going to take the pro. Okay. And the topic is Ozark is a pretty good show. Okay. We're talking about the show Ozark on Netflix. Uh, I believe that I saw a chunk of or all of the pilot in a situation that was like late at night at my friend's house. We'd been out on the town or something. He was like, check the show out. I may have even fallen asleep during it. 
Netflix and chill. Let's let's blend that with my general perception, which is this is a highly popular, highly prestige, very compelling show that people are addicted to, and it's a pretty good show for those reasons. Most shows are bad. I've heard about this show. Haven't heard about very many Netflix shows, to be honest with you. They rarely break through. This show's got uh, the guy named Jason Bateman is awesome. And Laura Linney, awesome, too. Like, very, very bright lights who bring a lot of power to anything they do. And it's got, I know, the curly-haired girl who I see sometimes in commercials and stuff for the show. She's also a very powerful <laughs> actress and very good. Uh, and the show is... High stakes. It's ordinary people who are in big trouble in the middle of America. That sounds like just a very compelling pitch. Uh, and so I think the show is very good. Okay. Here's the <laughs> key thing about Ozark is that, oh, oh so, so I should start by saying I think I watched like most of the first season and I haven't watched anything since then. It, I can't honestly can't remember if I watched three episodes or the whole first season, which by, by the way is kind of like it's self-evidence that it's not that uh, great a show. I don't like, know. You shouldn't I, I be allowed to use your own. That's a fallacy, right? I shouldn't be allowed to use my own. Well, my, well the evidence is like, like I don't know how much I've watched of it, which is evidence that, it, that my side should win. Come on. I mean, you got to find some other stuff. Well, give me a second, Jesus. But are you <laughs> suggesting that I'm like lying? Like, you're suggesting that I'm like making up evidence about I'm not, not suggesting you're lying. I'm just was... suggesting in, in a fair debate, uh, if we allow people to use, you know, just their own uh, manufactured, possibly manufactured representation of how much Ozark they've seen as evidence, that is a little sus, isn't it? I don't think so. Are you saying that if I had watched every episode of Ozark, I wouldn't be allowed to talk about the show and like what I thought, why I thought it wasn't good and stuff? If you'd seen every like episode, I, was I like, think I would have a strong case that you thought it was good. I mean, even that you watched three, okay. I think, is something. But I'm saying like if I was like, I'm a, oh, I've watched every episode. You're using episode your non memory of how much Ozark you watched uh, as evidence. Right. Okay. This is this is distracting. I'm I'm sorry. I think we're actually in opening statements, and we should let Dave get back to it. (laughs) Thank you, Medina. Thank you, Medina. Okay. So what I was going to say originally, but use your time. You know. Yeah. Thank you so much. The key thing about Ozark is that it, whether or not it's prestige TV, it is certainly designed to be prestige TV. It is so teed up in every possible element to be like the quote unquote the best show on television. It's in a weird place. It's on Netflix. Clearly they're spending a ton of money on it. It's a prem it's like a high concept premise, I believe. Like if I remember the pilot, it's like a family man ends up like relocating to the Ozarks and then becomes a money launderer and stuff. You have two of not only the most high profile, but like the most well-regarded actors and actresses, Jason Bateman and Laura Linney, and then a cast of other people that everyone, I th- like Julia Garner, I think is the actress, where everyone is like, des- the whole design of the thing is to be like, look at how amazing this show is. And you haven't watched it, and no one I know talks about it, and people don't watch it, and you threw out this this uh, 
out of nowhere, like state fact, uh, uh, factual, quote unquote, statement that people are addicted to it. I don't think that's the case. I don't I don't hear people talk about Ozark. I don't see it penetrating into the cultural zeitgeist the way even like a show like Yellow Jackets does, which I don't know how good that show is. But man, people are like talking about it like that's clearly got something going on in a way that Ozark doesn't. Um, like, in fact, Laura Linney alone is like so is put on such a I don't want to say put on a pedestal. I shouldn't say that. But like is so highly regarded as an actress. The fact that people aren't saying like, well, you have to watch Ozark just for Laura Linney. Like, I've never heard anyone say that. That to me indicates that the show's not that good. And again, I, ha I have seen some of it, but apparently I'm not allowed to talk about whether what I've actually seen for some reason. Another thing that I want to point out is that like if we're judging how good a show is based on like relative to other shows which is to say that like what's the what's the thing we're arguing ozark is pretty good is that what it is yeah it's a pretty good show, ozark right? is a pretty good show ozark is a pretty good show so keely what you said was most shows are bad and I, and i believe that your point that you were trying to make is that like to be a pretty good show you only have to be like so good because most shows are bad i totally and vehemently disagree most TV shows now are good. And if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, for example, you'll see that like, and I'm not saying that's the be all end all of like how good shows are, but compared to other media, particularly movies, most shows are very good. Whereas most movies, like movies uh, have a much broader spectrum of how well regarded they are. TV today is really high quality, especially the shows that Ozark should be compared to, which is to say, like, hour-long scripted prestige dramas. End of opening statement. Okay, Dave's opening statement, I'm going to do my best to remember it. After we got through the Mishigas at the beginning, it went like this. Ozark is full of quality elements and has a really cool premise. Agree that is a sign that it's probably a pretty good elements show. that should be quality. Next was but are next but was no, one actually no, no, no. That's you just argued that they're the kinds of things that indicate quality or that you would put together to make a quality show. And if you set out to make a quality show, you have a more likely chance than you do if you set out to make a piece of junk show. Next, Dave's uh, argument was that people he know, uh, people he knows don't really watch Ozark. I mean. Uh, several people I know like Ozark. They think it's very good. They're addicted to it. When it came out, they watched it. That's just back and forth. It's not I very don't productive think debate. you should be allowed to use it's whether not productive or not your debate. friends watch the show. Dave, this is it was this, already. I don't understand this. this is why because it's like you say your friends don't like it. Okay, I have some friends who like it, and I mean it's meaningless. Finally, the final element was Dave saying most shows are pretty good, and I agree. Ozark is a show. It's pretty good. They put oh, a lot of money into it. You've there. heard of it. It's more likely to be in the above average of the already pretty good uh, set that is TV shows. Is there anything else from your opening statement that you'd like to do a complete 180 on other than most shows are bad to most shows are good? Do I'm just talking about your argument and pointing out a fallacy within it that it's one more buttress to my case. Well, again, I disagree. I think like the way to measure a show is, uh, or the quality of something is against other things like it. And so, if we're going to say that it's like, why else did you say that most shows are bad? If the Dave, how can most be shows be good, like, and then an unusually good show isn't pretty good? Talk me through it. 
Yeah, they had, uh, I'm glad you asked. They had all of the right ingredients and they're clearly missing. They had a good premise. They How are they clearly missing? Actors. We're talking about they, it. We're talking about it. It's, it's in the zeitgeist. It, it made you it. Wrote it down the show a, made really, it. Don't you understand the difference between we're talking about it and we're watching it? Like, I know that for some reason I'm not allowed to bring up the fact that neither of us watched the show. But talking about it doesn't make it good. Watching it makes it good. It like, forced what, us to talk about it. What's going on here? That, that's an achievement. It forced itself you into the conversation. You forced us to talk about Literally. it by submitting this as a topic, and then we all agreed okay, it was fun to talk about. Okay, but if it were whether it's good or not. If it were some show neither of us had ever heard of, it would never would have made it as a topic. I wouldn't have thought of it. I it's honest, here. Honestly, in hindsight, and I don't want to get into that because a, I don't want to do the I same think crime. It would have been a better choice if we had picked a show that neither of us had ever either heard of or never, and certainly never watched, than a show that you watched a little bit of and I watched a little bit more of, but we're not allowed to talk about the fact that we only watched <laughs> a little bit of. I think that would have been better. Oh, man, I'm exhausted. Look, I don't even really think I have a case, but I kind of don't care. I'm more just sort of like upset in general, and I want to end the debate. Okay, I'd like to sort of issue a closing statement. I do think that debate got um, contentious in ways that wasn't very productive, and I'm sorry for my role in that. But I think that it's pretty clear that the number of quality elements and the cultural prominence that has been achieved by Ozark suggests to those of us without much evidence that it's a pretty good show. Oh, man. <laughs> David, did you forfeit? I don't know if I forfeited. If I'm being really honest, everything, my whole, like, I couldn't really concentrate after I heard Healy say the word <laughs> Michigas. Like, that to me was such an out of nowhere, like, unexpected uh, <laughs> salvo that I just was, like, so thrown for a loop. I didn't know what to do, and That's I don't think cool. I ever recovered. Yeah, it was cool. Oof. Dirty debates. Yeah, that was <laughs> Is that, dirty? that was cool. No, it's not dirty. It was cool. It was cool. It's not. Oh, it was man. cool. I, I I'll tell you. I think I liked where you were going with the idea that they clearly like threw money at the problem of making a good show <laughs> and played all the right moves. <laughs> but I didn't feel that you spite like landed the. It's like a tent. I am watching a lot of the Olympics, right? And there's snowboarding happening, right? And they go mm -hmm. up and they do a bunch of spins, but then you got to land it, right? You have I to stick the landing land to get a good By score. My own admission. And I think mm -hmm. the landing it was mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. saying that, like, you know, that, that what they, they fumbled it. They use another sports metaphor. <laughs> they have all the right things in place. They spend all the money, but the alchemy of a great show just isn't there. Yeah. I think the tough thing about this topic for Dave is that the bar that the topic sets is very low, <laughs> which is that it's a pretty good show. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know that it's, it's very hard to, 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 to say that any show that any number of people watch isn't pretty good. So I don't think Healy should be patting himself on the back, but I do think he probably won the debate. <laughs> That's very well said and summed up. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll take the win with notes. 
<laughs> With, we've got a lot of work oh, to do. <laughs> do you think, Dave, do you think it's a pretty good show? What's your... Yeah, I think so. From what I remember, I thought it was pretty good. Medina, I mean, have I you was... seen it? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Here, it's You know what's funny? It's like a lot of these shows where the first season is actually, if they just... You know, mic dropped, it'd be like, wow, what was that? Mm. That was pretty great and fun. And then when you have to like really uh, develop the the minor characters and do all of that and come up with sort of like more ongoing subplots and whatever in order to keep a one-hour drama going for season two, three, and now fourth i think whatever it starts to lose a little bit of the magic mm. that's have you, you know, watched the whole show think. medina have you i think the whole show? i have watched the new season i yeah. haven't watched the new season but i have watched a few of the seasons yeah i think this, i saw I, everything was this an ad for Ozark? i love that there's a podcast where three guys get together and the two of them that haven't seen Ozark talk for probably 15 minutes about whether or not it's good. <laughs> and then at the end, the other guy's like, oh yeah, I've seen all of it. It's pretty good. <laughs> yes. That's pretty what everyone good. loves. <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes our podcast so popular. <laughs> well, you yeah. know, two, two, two men talking about things they know nothing about. <laughs> Dave, stop underselling oh, well. it. It's a commodity. Okay, I'm sorry. I think <laughs> it's the kind of thing we need more of, you know? Yes, I agree. Talking about things... I'll take the con on that. ...that no one... <laughs> that we don't know about that just don't matter at all. I one time, somebody I, said... I forget who, one of those famous directors somewhere said, like, the po- theater is happening all around you, and the point of, like, formal theater is basically to remind you of that. And I think that could be applied like stupid debates amongst idiots are happening everywhere all the time. And maybe a point of the great debates is like, don't get fooled. <laughs> you know, these might just be two morons. I like that. Yes. yes. <laughs> they probably are. I find that strangely hopeful and beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah great debates are the... all around you. And <laughs> we don't it's know happening. what they're doing. Man. When you turn on CNN and MSNBC, they're having the great debates too. They may just not admit it. They're not any yes. more prepared than we are. They don't know what they're doing. No. Less, they're talking about the tops right so. before they and hit And less report. genuine. <laughs> and less in search of the truth, for sure. Fewer <laughs> risks. Okay, let's get out of here, man. Well, guys, <laughs> I had a good time enough. with that one, I thought. <laughs> yeah. I had a great time. We'll see you next week. A big success. Thank you. Sounds good. Bye see you next bye. week. Bye. The Great Debates is produced by Mark Caricello. The theme song was composed by Christopher Knight. The debaters are Steve Healy and Dave King. And the podcast is moderated by Dan Medina.